You are listening to The Bible Breakthrough with Pastor David Engman and Scott Brecky. In this study, we will break down the Bible from B.C. to A.D. chronologically while offering historical context and real-life application for today. This series is brought to you by the Breakthrough Media Network. Hi, my name is Pastor Dave Ingman, and this is my co-host, Scott Brecke. Hi, everybody. And joining us today is Pastor Paul Lanhart, who joined us in our, our uh, episode discussion. Um, and he is also joining us now for this uh, bonus video discussion. We want to welcome you. We want to thank you for joining us here on the Bible Breakthrough and uh, ultimately remind you that our goal is to lead you into deeper, a more intimate relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And this, this is the bonus video. So welcome. We're glad you're here. Um, again, a few of the topics we're going to be talking about uh, in this bonus video are companionship and marriage. Right. Right. So that's, that's what we did. We, we uh, reviewed the scripture out of Genesis 1, uh, 24 through 2, verse 4, and we wrapped up our discussion about the account of, of creation here. And so, uh, actually, that was the scripture we read in our last episode. The scripture we read today was Genesis chapter 2, verse 4 through 25. Yep. That scripture marked the beginning of humanity with man and women, yep. woman in the garden. So, as always, just uh, as we were discussing, be cognizant of the fact that, you know, we should always be asking what the scripture says when we read it. What does the scripture mean? And then, again, how, how can we apply what we're learning uh, to our life? So, let's pray before we go. Yeah. You want to lead us in prayer this time, Paul? Sure, Absolutely. God, we just uh, thank you so much for being here with us today during this time. And uh, we are always thankful for uh, your presence in our life. And we just ask that uh, we would honor you today in our discussion. Lord, we ask that you would touch the hearts of those who are listening to our our conversation here today. And uh, just uh, inspire um, application in in our lives. Um, Allow us to think about what... Um, questions we we should be asking ourselves and Lord what you really want to put on our hearts mm-hmm. and Lord we just ask that for all of our listeners today in Jesus name amen. amen thank you pastor amen again so um, we read uh, Genesis chapter 2 we started at verse 4 in our uh, episode uh, discussion and we touched on a few of the key components. We talked about purpose, um, how we've been created with purpose, for purpose. God created us to work. He put man in the garden to work. Uh, And, you know, in terms of tending the garden and caring for it, he also gave man, uh, the man, um, certain tasks and responsibilities. Number one was naming all the animals. We, we, Kind of spent some time around that in our last uh, episode. What I, I want to point out as it pertains to that is the fact that, yes, God created us with purpose. And God shows us that the purpose for which he created us, um, that he will actually help us in accomplishing that purpose. 
And so when we read verse 19, God brought the animals to the man and he told man to name them and man named those animals. Mm -hmm. What was interesting to me about that was the fact that it was a task required of the man, but God brought the animals to him. Could you imagine God saying, (laughs) Pastor Paul, you need to go out into the world and name all the animals. Like we have no idea like the size of the Garden of Eden. Like we don't really know how big it was. It could have been the size of a building or it could have been as big as a state like Minnesota, right? But God said, hey, I want you to name these animals. And then he brought these animals to him. So on our discussion earlier, we were talking about purpose, being created for purpose. We, we talked about the idea that if you, if you um, are miserable, maybe doing the kind of work you're doing or whatever it is, just wherever you are in life, then bringing that to God, because God put desires in your heart. And he wants you to go after them mm-hmm. because he put the desires there, just like he put the desire for the man to have a suitable partner. And God like activated that desire and then gave the man an opportunity to select from various groups suitable partners that he couldn't find until uh, God brought the woman. So I want to go back to the animals things because I think about like even in like Sunday school or in school, right? You're a little kid and What's like the first thing that you remember playing with blocks? And most of the time those blocks are a lot of things that as you grow up and it's a little baby and a little toddler, they have animals all over them, right? It's like you're, you're fascinated at what this could be. And I think about when all these animals were brought to Adam, like seeing a zebra for the first, like the first person ever to see a zebra, how that actually would like, God would bring it. What are you gonna name this one? So it's like, God could have done all that. He could have said, hey, this is the zebra. I'm going to show it to Adam here. But he's like including Adam in the in the process of naming all these animals. And I think it just shows me like the relationship part of, of, of God because he's like, watch, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this created man. And I'm also going to involve him in some of the things like, like naming all these animals. And um, I, I want to almost like I could kind of see God like bringing like, well, it's like a rhinoceros, right? Let's see what he calls this one. You know, <laughs> like a rhinoceros. Who comes up with that? You know, but just fun to be able to see that that creative part of the Lord and that um, the relationship that he has with with Adam and with man. So you were gonna say something. <laughs> well, I, I I just have this feeling that, um, and hard to say if it was God's intention, but uh, as you were talking about that, God's bringing these animals to Adam and. And I can't just imagine Adam going, wow. Mm-hmm. And part of that, I would think, would be what an amazing creator I have. That not only do I have all this, gar- you know, well, he's already seen of the garden. And now God's like, yeah, look at this. <laughs> I mean, couldn't you, how could you not be amazed? Yeah. yeah. You know, as, as each different species yeah. and animal walk, you know. Is, is introduced to you. Yep. Oh. And then, right, so amazed at that, and then all of a sudden now you see the woman come out, yeah. come out of the man, <laughs> and, and it's almost like, you know, that when, when he saw that, it was like, wow, now that's the companion. That's the one that I think it says um, in 
um, where is it here? It says that um, that at the end of verse 20 it says, but still there was no helper just right. So the woman, according to that scripture, was the right helper. This, this woman is the helper that's just right for man. And of course, we see him saying, at last, man, this is the bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. And he, what, what was cool about that verse too is he also gets to call the woman, woman. Like God doesn't call woman. He says, you're also going to, he says it. She will be called woman because she was taken from man. So I just thought that was interesting as well. Yeah, and you know, what's also interesting is, is, you know, at this stage, there's no lions tearing up and eating sheep. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. There was order in that garden before sin entered. Yeah. There was absolute perfect order. And we know that that's the way God will restore everything. Mm-hmm. That the, you know, that the lions will lay down uh, next to the sheep and you know there'll there'll be a gentleness and, yeah. and what we're living in is the dash between pre right right like from the fall to the final return of christ we're in that middle period and there isn't perfect order and it's clear there's not perfect order. um so just right on that aspect we had talked about that earlier and it was from verse 30 and it says um and i know this isn't part of it but just because you brought it up it says I have given every green plant as food for all the wild animals and the birds in the sky and all the small animals that scurry along the ground, everything that has life. So bring back that these animals, they weren't eating each other. They were eating right here. I've given every green plant as food. So, and I, I've um, gone to, you know, the Creation Museum and I've gone to uh, the Ark Encounter. And I, that was the first time I ever heard that was when I went there. I was like, so before the fall, and during the Garden of Eden, all the animals were, according to this, vegetarians, right? Mm-hmm. Am I reading that right? Which is amazing to me because yeah. we only see, I mean, today, if you put a lion next to a, a, a lamb, good luck exactly. <laughs> for the yeah. poor lamb. So, so, but, so what do you guys think about, um, like, Let's kind of move into the, the marriage part because, of course, I had mentioned this in our, our episode three that we're all married men, right? And uh, we see that God's creating woman out of, of man. And I I mean, I see this in my wife. I'm like, you know, I'll look at her and be like, Lord, she's beautiful. Like, well done. You know, it makes me, it, it brings me joy and it brings me pleasure to see that, man, God had this woman designed for specifically for me like i felt like it's almost like a gift that god gives us you know for each other so mm-hmm. um what do you guys uh you guys have anything anything to say about marriage i just get the idea you wanted to plug your you know your wife here and, <laughs> yeah. and uh, no i'm joking uh yeah I, you know i think i think what's interesting from my perspective is that companionship element, which is a takeaway from this, in my opinion, a a very strong takeaway from this segment of scripture. Um, It's not good for man to be alone. In verse 18, um, we read that. It's it's God saying that. God said it is not good for man to be alone. So God makes man, um, brings man, places him in a garden he just made, 
gives him gives man a purpose, uh, a job, and then and then God Himself recognizes uh, for our benefit. I think He says it. It's not good for man to be alone because when man's alone, what does man do? If man doesn't have a job, what does man do? Yes. Right? We if we don't have purpose, then what do we do? We get into trouble, don't we? <laughs> yeah. I mean, quite frankly, and I find it interesting too that that. Um, you know, God created man, created man uh, to work, gave him a job before he brought him his companion. Mm-hmm. In other words, ladies, just reading out of scripture, that was the order, right? If you're, if you're looking for a suitable partner, you should probably have a job before you <laughs> marry him, yep. right? Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, otherwise uh, you might have trouble. And so, um, but yeah, companionship, we were created for it. And the evidence of that created companionship desire is found in our desire for relationship with other people beyond the the mating uh, aspect of of companionship. That we do have strong desires to be connected with one another. It's not good for man to be alone. If you're isolated, right, Uh, that's not good. And I don't know that... Too many people would disagree. You know, there are people that are introverts that get energy from um, maybe being alone for a short while, but not from their entire life. Yeah, I think especially in today's age, of course, we're in the year of 2022 and we could talk about COVID and stuff. But I personally haven't met someone who's been like, yep, that was great. I loved being by myself for 14 days in an isolated room Mm -hmm. like that is just that is that's that that's not how God created us to be. So he he does put that desire of relationship, companionship, um, marriage. And the other thing that I picked up on was, um, you know, it says that, you know, that this was God's plan, like for a man and a woman. And I know this could be a little bit hot subject, but man and woman does not say man man, woman woman, or even maybe a man and an animal. Like God specifically said, and, and he saw that he took that rib out of the man and, and made the woman so that they could be combined as one. And that's what um, verse 24 says. This is exactly and explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined into one and the, and the two are united and into one. So, and you had a really cool kind of uh, picture that I think would help our, uh, our audience describe of two people kind of being placed into one, and what happens when you take that apart. Right. So it was just a, a pastor shared at one time about the idea that marriage is like taking two pieces of paper, smearing glue on both of them, putting them together back to back, and then letting it dry. That's marriage. Two uh, pieces of paper become one. That's the same concept with man and wife. When they become married, there's a covenant that's been created in, in, in divorce is like trying to separate those two pieces of paper. It would be impossible. You will tear every piece of both sheets. Everything will be destroyed. And we can clearly see the the ravages of divorce. And I don't know that there's too many people, and I could be wrong, but I don't know there's too many people that haven't been touched by the destruction of marriage uh, through divorce uh, whether it be grandparents or parents or, or even yourself um, or your kids, mm-hmm. um, who wouldn't or couldn't see how hard uh, divorce is and, and, the, and the effects of it 
you know, I'm, I'm a perfect example of that. I mean, my mom and dad got divorced when I was three, and that creates all sorts of problems for, uh, for a child as they grow. Um, confusion. Um, there's, there's these uh, feelings of abandonment that go on when one of the parents goes in a separate direction, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, you know, God does introduce this. I find it interesting, Moses, we, Moses introduces this kind of, uh, you know, out of the blue, like, oh, this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. It, 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 you know, he puts it in there. It doesn't seem to flow with everything else, with <laughs> the language of the conversation, but it, it was apparently important enough. Yep. Um, and, you know, parents, you know, when, they're, when, when it's time for our children, um, you know, to, to leave the nest, so to speak, I think it speaks to some of that, too. Like, you know, we need to encourage our children. This is part of the um, process of cre- recreation, right? That God, God instituted one of these laws of, of nature, if you will, that He instituted was this law that that we would um, we would be fruitful and multiply, and in this case, we would uh, find and marry a suitable partner, mm-hmm. and we would have children. And when they grow up, it's time for them to leave um, and find their own way in this world, if you will. And maybe parents, uh, maybe that's a word for you. You know, if you're struggling with that, it's hard. Um, but it's natural for us to release our kids to go on about their life and do what they've been created to do. Yeah. Just a thought. Yeah. Yeah, I'll add, um, I, I kind of go back to, you know, when you're talking about being alone, God d- did not want us to be alone. And, uh, you know, you guys. It's hard for me to add to what you guys have already talked about. But um, again, in today's world, Scott, you touched on this that um, you know our world's very different. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, we've stepped out of God's plan or His original intent for us. So it's very, it's a, it's a tough pl- world out there. Yeah. Um, but I'll, 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 I agree with you that I don't run into anybody who really wants to be alone. In fact, I think the evidence in the last couple decades show that even more how much people are striving to to um, not be alone. You know, social media speaks to that. Um, yeah. And it, it, it kind of goes against um, how much people tend to talk about being independent. Um, and again, you know, I mean that in a more general term that independent, like I can do everything by myself. God didn't create us that way. Mm-hmm. And most people, everybody I know, um, they want people around them. They want help. And God created um, Eve to be a helper. And again, that they would work together. Yeah. To me, that speaks so much to his plan that as we go through life and we struggle, we're not meant to, to get through that struggle alone. And of course, God's there. And I've had to realize that in my life at times and lean on Him. But He, he also wants us to connect with other people, especially that partner in our life that He has so uniquely made for us um, so that we can do these things together, that we can work through things together. Um, 
And again, I think we overlook that sometimes that, especially in this country, this desire to be strong mm. and independent and yeah. do things on our so own. Made. And I can't tell you how many times I've been knocked in the head <laughs> like, no, Paul, you can't do that on your own. <laughs> you really can't. Yeah. It needs God's help and I need other people. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's yeah. a good point. That's a good point. So, you know, can you guys, either of you, just this kind of touches on, so, you know, again, we, we talked about kind of the four key takeaways, purpose, um, being one of them. Um, the God's other one, will. I'm sorry. God's will. Yep. You know, God's will uh, yep. or free will. Free will. Sorry. Yep. Free will. Uh, we talked about companionship, um, and the fourth one was marriage. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, based on that, can you can either of you think of a time just, and and really for also for our listening audience, if you would consider this question, like, uh, can you think of a time when you felt that, you know, a need or a desire that was not being met um, and then God delivered a helper uh, to provide for that need? Because in essence, that's what God did with, with the man. Um, he put that desire for man to have a helper. Uh, he didn't give it to him right away. He created the opportunity for that desire to grow. Um, and then he had to wait. And then God delivered. So either of you think of a time when you felt a need or a desire that was not being met? Yeah. yeah. I have a... Me, me or you first? <laughs> I'll go. Um, for me, it just jumps out. So um, I could tell you, and I won't get into the whole story, but uh, eight years ago, uh, maybe no, probably more, almost 10 years ago, um, our son, my wife and I, we had a son who got involved with uh, substance use. And as a dad, um, the short story is I, I, I could fix it. I could get him through this and I could, I could handle this and I could direct my son uh, down the right path. And uh, for several years, really, I did that. I tried to do that. And it finally hit me at some point that I, I, I'm not capable. I'm, I'm, I'm not able to do this on my own. I walked out of the woods one day, fell on my knees and asked God to. I said, I need help. I need help here. I can't do this. Mm -hmm. um, it's just getting worse with my son. And, 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 it's, and it's, yeah, help me. And very clearly, um, for me personally, I, I felt it. I felt God basically saying to me, um, I'm going to take, you know, he lifted that burden off my shoulders. But he also mm. opened my eyes to the people around me, good men like yourselves, other people in my life that had wisdom and guidance and, and, and or, or just a listening ear. And I started connecting with those people and I started asking God, you know, uh, going to him every day and saying, you know, what do you want me to do today? This is a tough situation. You know, maybe that day we had a very difficult moment with our, our son. And I just started leaning on him. And he showed me time after time, here's what I need you to do. Mm -hmm. And I started becoming more obedient to listening to him. Well, first of all, asking him and then listening to him. Mm -hmm. And 
it's, it's almost hard to describe how palpable that was and how obvious it was that God is right there with me. And again, surrounding me, not, not just him being there, but then surrounding me with good people. One of those, of course, was my wife, mm-hmm. who um, I was able to, we were, we were able to connect better and we were able to start walking through this together. Mm. So That's good. Well, for for me, like growing up, um, growing up in church, and then getting to the point of actually opening the Bible and reading it, I started to discover like a lot of the men in the Bible had other men, and I started to look at my own life, and I had my dad in it as an example, and that was a huge, um, huge. He was just huge in my life for just anything faith related. I mean, he was just an example of a godly man. But other than that, I didn't, I felt like I didn't have anybody else. Sure. I went to church. I went to youth group, but, or I went to um, a small group, but it just, uh, I started really asking God, I was like, look, God, I I see clearly that when you, uh, when Jesus was on this earth, you surrounded yourself with, you know, tons of other, other men. And of course the, the 12 disciples, like, where are these other men? I can't even find them. Where are they? Like, please show me. I, my desire is that I would have some of these, these godly men in my life. I think it's important, but Lord, are they even out there? And when I, after I came onto the ministry, it's like all of a sudden he just started dropping all these different people in my life. And I'm like, wow, thank you, Lord. Like that was a desire, I think straight from him. And he answered that um, desire in my heart by placing me with Dave and, and Paul and and so many others that I could go on. I'm just so grateful and thankful. But it did come to, to I think it did come to a part of like asking for it as well. Like, yeah, I had the desire, but also like releasing that and praying about it, asking God, God, I have this desire to have other men in my life. Please show me where I can find them or, or lead them to me or, or whatever you do, Lord. I really need other godly men in my life. So that was for sure a desire that God saw. He put that on my heart, but and He also answered that prayer. But it 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 um it took a little while too. So, well, what do you think you learned about His timing? Oh, that it's <laughs> that that His timing is very specific and it's very um very how do I describe it? It's very on point. I would say like I've seen in aspects of my life where. Maybe I've jumped ahead of the Lord or maybe I've lagged behind before of his perfect timing. But I would clearly know, like, man, I know that this is God's timing. Like, when it happens, you're like, yep, this is it. Mm. So, like, when I came out of the ministry, it was like, boom, I realized that that was it. And then all these men started showing up. I was like, yep, there, there, there's an answer to my sure. prayer. So. Sure. My uh, example, uh, that, I, and I've got a lot. Um, of these examples, but I'm going to use one that um, speaks loud and clear to God's timing being perfect. So we had already uh, received the building um, in downtown Minneapolis, and we were um, we had also already um, purchased a semi-trailer that we used to keep food cold. Um, in the building as, as we continue to renovate this space. And so uh, one of the challenges I was experiencing was that God was you know, just pouring out, releasing provision for us to do 
um, you know, to feed people that were hungry and, and food is a part of our ministry. And we were, we were getting calls uh, weekly uh, back, this is probably about three years ago, uh, for large volumes of, of donated food items that would come on pallets and so forth. So, you know, we knew that God wanted us to, to receive this food. The problem was is that um, when we would get the food, uh, we would have to load the food into the semi-trailer, the refrigerated semi-trailer, by hand because we didn't have a forklift. And one day, uh, after about maybe three weeks of struggling with all of it, it just you know, you get wore out when you're moving that that quantity of food by hand. Um, I I had written down on my whiteboard in my office, um, forklift, Lord, and I said, Lord, I'm bringing this prayer request to you and you alone. You know how bad we need a forklift, but we didn't have the provision. We didn't have the money to buy one. They're expensive. And so that morning I prayed and I asked God to deliver us a forklift. Then I go to the building around noon um, to unload three pallets of food. And we just load, unloaded and then reloaded it. And uh, I got a phone call as I was getting out of the semi-trailer. And a guy said, hey, are you Pastor Dave? I said, yeah. He goes, hey, I'm here at your building in downtown Minneapolis. I wanted to stop by and take a look at what God's given you. And I'm like, oh, sure. So I go down, I open the gate, introduce myself to him. He had heard about us through another man. And so he, I said, you know, I said, why don't you just follow me? I forgot to shut and lock the semi-trailer. I want to shut that door so we don't lose all the cold air for the food. And he goes, okay. He goes, um, how's it going? And I said, well, it'd be going better if I had a forklift. <laughs> and I chuckled and, and whatnot. Well, I gave him a walk around, kind of shared with him the vision that God put on our heart for the ministry, and then he left. He was there for maybe 20, 25 minutes. Uh, Three o'clock that afternoon, we were still downtown doing some other work. I get a phone call from somebody, an unknown number, right? You get those, a lot of times you just ignore them because you don't know who it is. Mm -hmm. And But for whatever reason, I felt inclined to answer it. I answered it, and the person says to me, so is this Pastor Dave? I said, yeah. He goes, you don't know who I am. He said, however, I understand that you have a need for a forklift. And I'm thinking, what? I thought, you know, the guy was going to try to sell me a forklift initially. You know, and I'm like, well, well. And he goes, no, no, no. He goes, listen, listen. He goes, I'm just telling you I, have a, I, I understand you have a need for one. I own a company that sells forklifts, and I want to donate one to your ministry. Wow. Okay. We'll have it there on Thursday. I'm like, wow. So we've got video and stuff of that day on our on our website or YouTube channel, but um, when that, that was delivered. But how timely that was because we ended up um, continuing to receive pr- tremendous amounts of provision, food provision uh, at the beginning of the COVID pandemic. And then of course, with all of the rioting and so forth and the things that were going on in Minneapolis at that time, we had an opportunity to feed hundreds of thousands of people that year. And we could never have done it without that forklift. Hmm. So God's timing is perfect. Yeah. And that's, that's my, I guess that would be my example about how God 
provided a helper in the form of a piece of steel on wheels <laughs> called a forklift <laughs> yeah. to help us provide for the needs that we had. Did your, when, you, when you got that, did your back just straighten out? You're like, oh, oh thank you, Lord. <laughs> and we still have that forklift to this day, and we still use that thing. It's just an amazing helper for us. So That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. You guys have anything else you want to add or land to the conversation? No, I think we should wrap her up, Pastor. All right. All right. Um, I hope that that you can see as you're listening uh, to our conversation that that God is giving us plenty of revelation about very small pieces of Scripture. We could spend hours, and we do spend hours talking about this, uh, talking about key points that God brings up through small portions of Scripture that we read and. All of these lend themselves to applications. So remember, application is a key that we put in a door we can open and walk through that God then will transform our lives. Um, That being said, um, I hope you can see or have been able to see as our audience application. And again, if you're struggling with some of this, we just, again, we just want you to know that you're not alone. Uh, We all struggle, we all wrestle. And um, it's okay. Hang in there. That's my my advice anyway to you. And just keep coming back. Yep. Um, we uh, look forward uh, to seeing you again in our next episode. I want to thank you again, Scott, for being a part of this. Yep. Pastor yep. Paul, again. Thank thanks you. for joining us today in uh, this bonus video as well. Uh, and thank you, our, our audience. Thanks for listening. Yep. Uh, we look forward to seeing you in our next meeting together. Remember, it's episode four. That'll be our next production as we continue to study uh, the first era of beginnings. Thank you, and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to The Bible Breakthrough with Pastor David Engman and Scott Brecky. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and will join us again for more of the Bible from B.C. to A.D. We are a volunteer-driven ministry and rely on you to help us get the word out to the world. Please like this podcast on Facebook, share it to your page, and continue to listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. This has been a broadcast of the Breakthrough Media Network.